loving all of the new jacks Tonight is a new game, it's time for a new change But only if your name is Superfly Fallen times, 1990 I was super fly high Breathing hard for a partner I knew soon he would die Blame the man He planted the seed And because of your greed The weak and strong one had to feed But it's fair, nowhere Taking freeze, Dick and Jane As I spill all my guts Cause love, not the same There are those who think I'm so I'm working 
Hello, I'm Greg Crow, and you're listening to episode 46 of Audio Off the Shelf, the podcast where I play a handful of tracks from my physical collection. Everything I play on this show comes off the vinyl shelves in my living room, off the CD shelves in my basement, or out of that box of cassettes I keep on the shelf in the storage room. February is Black History Month. The contributions that black folks have made to music is immeasurable. If not for those contributions, my music collection would be significantly smaller, if not altogether gone. All the jazz, all the hip-hop, the ska, the reggae, anything that descends from rock and roll, all of it, gone. As KRS-One has said, black people have created every music you hear out here in the streets today. I'm sure that if you too look at your collection, you'll see that most, if not all, the music you have is either performed by or influenced by black artists. That opening track was Superfly 1990 by Curtis Mayfield and Ice-T. I remember seeing that video back in 1990 and thinking how cool the song was. I also remember seeing a copy of it at a music store in Grand Forks, North Dakota, but passing on the cassette, opting to spend my money on something else instead. Sometime last spring, the 12-inch record popped up on Facebook Marketplace, so after 30-plus years of waiting, I finally have my own copy. Next up is Reverend Gary Davis with If I Had My Way from a compilation entitled The Great Bluesmen. Even though the guitar is brutally out of tune and the reverend appears to be battling some sort of cough cold in this recording, there is still a lot to love in this beautiful live capture. If I had my way If I had my way If I had my way I would get so Delilah, she was a woman, she was fine and fair. She had good looks, God knows, and cold black hair. Delilah, she can't know, that's a mind. The first he saw this woman at the builder's time. Delilah, she sat down on the Samson's knee. Said, tell me where you stood by, if you please. She spoke so kind, God knows, she talked so fair. Your Samson said, Delilah, you cut off my hat. You can shave my hat, clean in my hand, in my strength, come back in this video and good girl. If I, if I, if I, I would, where do you read about old Samson? From his birth, he was the strongest man that ever had this donor. So one day while Samson was walking along, he looked on the ground and saw an old jawbone. He stretched out his arm, God knows it broke like thread. When he got to move, three thousand dead. Good God, if I had my way, if I had my way. If I had my way, I would. If I had my way, if I had my way in this wicked world, if I had my way, I would tell. <coughs> well, old Samson in the lion got an attack. <coughs> Samson he jumped up on the lion's back. 
So we gonna read about this lion had killed a man with his paws. But Samson got his hand in the lion jaws. He read that beast until he killed them dead. And the beast made honey in that lion. If I had my way, if I had my way, I would. What? Good God. Typically known as a metal band. New York City's Living Color might be best described as a fiercely talented group of musicians who use hard rock or metal as a foundation, but effectively and tastefully blend in a multitude of influences including funk, jazz, hip-hop, and blues, among others. Solace of You might be one of the best examples of the band's diversity. In this song, guitarist Vernon Reed can be heard playing in the Sukus style, a Congolese approach to the guitar that really brings a mark of true beauty to this incredible piece of music. From their 1990 release, Time's Up, here is the timeless Solace of You.
Jazz musician Rasan Roland Kirk was known for being a diverse multi-instrumentalist and frequently playing these instruments simultaneously in his performances and recordings. I thought instead of fumbling over my words, I would read directly from the liner notes on his live recording of Duke Ellington's Mood Indigo. Tenor sax, flute, manzello, stritch, siren, and nose flute are used in a beautiful, moody interpretation of Ellington's haunting mood indigo. Kirk's apt introduction explains to the listener just what is happening here. Incidentally, the nose flute is the accepted instrument in some parts of India and Africa, where the mouth flute is the unusual. We'd like to carry on by playing mood indigo, featuring all the instruments simultaneously. Uh, the Manzella on the right will be playing the first alto part. The stretch in the middle will be playing the first tenor part. And the tenor sax won't be playing the baritone saxophone part. And the flute will be taking all the solos. So we join all the horns in one mouth and we make mood indigo.
Last episode, I played something from the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. This episode, I thought I would play something from the catalog of Aretha's elder sister, Irma Franklin. Lesser known in the mainstream, perhaps, but altogether loved in Northern Soul circles. This is I'm Just Not Ready for Love. Next up is a spoken word piece by Mumia Abu-Jamal from his split album with Man is the Bastard that was released on Alternative Tentacles Records in 1997. This is the heart-wrenching Father Hunger. It has been over three decades since I last looked into his face, but I find him now sometimes hidden in the glimpse of a mirror. He was short of stature, shorter than I at ten years, fully smoothly bald with a face the color of walnuts. He walked with a slight limp and smoked cigars, usually fillies. Although short, he wasn't slight, but was powerfully built with a thickness, not a fatness of form. His voice was deep with the accents of the South wrapped around each word, sweet and sticky like molasses. His words often tickled his sons and they tossed them among themselves like prizes found in the depths of crackerjack boxes. Words that were wondrous in their newness, their rarity, their difference from all others heard. Boys, cut out that tussling, hear me? And the boys would stop their wrestling, their bellies near bursting with swallowed, swollen laughter. The word vibrating, sotto voce, barely heard in their throats. Tussling, 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 tussling. For days, for weeks, these silly little boys had a new toy, and with this one word, 
could reduce the others to teary-eyed fits of fall-on-the-floor laughter. Tussling! He was a relatively old man when he seeded these sons, and because of his age of over half a century, he was openly affectionate in a way not usual for a man of his time. He kissed them, dressed them, and taught them by example that he loved them. He talked with them, and walked, and walked, and walked with them. Dad, I want to ride, I whined. It ain't good for you to ride so much, boy. Walking is good for you. Good exercise for you. Decades later, I would hear that echo in one of my sons, and my reply would echo my father's. His eyes were the eyes of age, so discolored by time they seemed bluish, but there was a perpetual twinkle of joy in them, of love and living. He lived just over a decade into this son's life, and his untimely death from illness left holes in the souls of his sons. Without a tether, I sought and found father figures like Black Panther Captain Reggie Shell, and Black Panther Party Defense Minister Huey P. Newton, and indeed the Black Panther Party itself, which, in this period of utter void, taught me, fed me, and made me a part of a vast and militant family of revolutionaries. Many good men and women became my teachers, my mentors, and my examples of a revolutionary ideal. Zayd Malik Shakur, murdered by police when Asada was wounded and taken. Geronimo Gijaga, also known as Pratt, who commanded the LA chapter of the BPP with distinction and defended the party from deadly state attacks, himself a political prisoner, who because of the state's frame-up and judicial repression has been separated from his family and children for a quarter of a century. Here, in this restrictive place of fathers without their children and men who were fatherless, one senses and sees the social costs of that loss. Those unloved find it virtually impossible to love, and those who were fatherless find themselves alienated and at war with their own communities and families. My own sons were babies when I was cast into this hell. Neither letters, cards, nor phone calls could heal the wounds that they and their sisters suffered during the long, lonely years of separation. Here, in this man-made hell, I find young men bubbling with bitter hatreds and roiling resentments against absent fathers, several who have taken to the odd habit of calling this writer Papa, certainly high irony when one notes this writer was himself an absent father and now absent grandfather. Perhaps conscious of this irony, I resisted the nickname until I could no longer. I realized that I lived amidst a generation of young men drunk, not only with alienation, but also with father hunger. I had the Black Panther Party. Who did they have? Well, here they have Delbert Africa, Geronimo Gijaka, Chucky Africa, Mike, Ed, and Phil Africa, Dr. Mutulu Shakur, Sundiata Akoli, and other old heads like myself. I realized that I resented being papa to young men I didn't know, while being denied the opportunity to be a present father to the children of my flesh and my heart by the state's banishment. I was also in denial, for who was the old head they were calling? Certainly not I. It took a trip, a trek, to the shiny steel burnished mirror on the wall where I found my father's face staring back at me to recognize the real 
I am he, and they are me. From death row, this is Mumia Abu Jamal. To conclude this episode, I decided I would play some Charles Bradley. Taken from us way too soon in 2017, Bradley left behind a number of soulful tracks for us to enjoy for years to come. Singing straight from his heart, there was no questioning the man's sincerity. I picked, maybe appropriately so, The World is Going Up in Flames, from his debut album, No Time for Dreaming.
Audio Off the Shelf was recorded and produced on Treaty One land, home of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. The Audio Off the Shelf logo was created by Benjamin Crow, based on the original iconic artwork by Donna Parsons. Thank you so much for listening. Let's go to the bathroom. I'll show you my hair.